beautiful souls and welcome to the Find Your Feminine podcast with your host Carly Jade. My purpose and mission for this life is to help women just like you reawaken their truth through the powers of hypnotherapy, subconscious reprogramming and tantric and neo-tantric embodiment practices. The wild feminine within us all is our greatest teacher and healer. She shows us our unapologetic truth. She embodies our pleasure and she magnetizes our manifestations and abundance into reality. This podcast is designed for you to create a deeper, deeper connection with your feminine through your mind, body, and soul, so you can create and design a life wilder than your wildest dreams. So without further ado, let's jump straight into today's juicy episode. Hello, beautiful souls. I hope you're well. Happy or Merry Christmas. We're getting close to Christmas. I'm recording this one on the 12th of December. Oh my goodness, it's my first Canadian winter. I say this living in Vancouver, which is not very wintry at all. It's quite refreshing, actually. The sun's out. We did have a day of snow uh, and the whole city went down into like a lock grid. Power went out. It was berserk. It was crazy. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we get some snow over Christmas. But either way, I'm in Canada having my first real tree. We're having eggnog. We're having all the experiences and my loving life. So I hope you're having a beautiful day, night, evening, wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast today. It honestly means the world. Today I have a very, very special guest. We've got Kirsten Morrison on the podcast. And yeah, she has been one of my biggest inspirations even before I started uh, my business, essentially. I share in this podcast today about how yeah, even before when I was like really getting clear on my manifestation and my expanders, I actually had her down and I had no idea who this woman was. And over time, we've become really beautiful friends. I've had readings done by her. I've been held by her in breath work. And yeah, she is such a beautiful soul and her integrity is completely in her work. And this is a really beautiful conversation that I think you'll really enjoy. We blend breath work in with life lessons and the shifts that consciousness and new earth is really churning uh, and turning towards right now as we step into 2023. Uh, and she is a beautiful empowerment mentor guiding women to break free and break up with their inherited self-belief to claim their authentic self. As uh, She is the host of the Expressed podcast. I highly recommend listening to her podcast. It's beautiful. She's also an NLP, which is a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. She's a breathwork facilitator and she alchemizes it all through the lens of human design. It's her mission to support women, to remember their magnificence, and she stands for radical self-belief, self-trust, authenticity, and amplifying your gifts to create the impact your soul came here to create. By using the incredible foundation of human design, she supports you to do it in a way that is energetically aligned for your unique blueprint and no one else's because we all have our own little dates and times that we came in with and it's like so beautiful when we're able to really understand our human design in a way that cultivates our dream life uh, because as she says your way is the only way you are the exception of the rule because you're exceptional so I'm so excited to introduce this chat uh, if you really enjoyed today's conversation I'm so excited to announce that Kirsten Morrison will be holding a live inside the Artistry of Life, which is open for enrollment, sneaky enrollment now, but the real launch will start in the new year. Uh, but the Artistry of Life is my new uh, 11-week program that really encaptures how to rise above your past, your victim consciousness, the suffering into true limitless by being the creator, by being the artist of your reality, by subconscious reprogramming, by neuro-linguistic programming, by 
quantum physics. It's really getting through to the the scientific ways, but also the manifestation and the and the energetic and the embodiment ways of really designing your life the way that you want to through an artist lens. And I just love the way that artists go out and live life, and they're fully feeling with their heart open, and just watching artists and how they really. Um, live their lives this was sort of like the pinnacle or the starting point of this incredible program so there are already some fucking epic women inside and if you want to be a part of the group and get in on some of these incredible teachings i've got five uh guest speakers and one of them is kirsten i recommend joining i'll leave all the details below but without further ado i will introduce kirsten and we'll get into today's chat if you do enjoy it please let me know you can leave a review on itunes and share with us uh, on instagram by tagging myself and at kirstenmorrison.co thank you so much for joining us today i hope you enjoy today's chat I feel like I've wanted to get you on the podcast for the fucking longest time. I'm like, Kirsten, 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 are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And now we're here. Have we not done a podcast? No, we haven't done a podcast. Why did I think we'd already done a podcast? I mean, you've been on like, um, yeah, like I, know been on, I don't know. For some reason, I thought we'd already done one. So there you go. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've had an imaginary podcast. I, th- I thought <laughs> I was your second time returning here. But anyway, here we are. Finally agreed. <laughs> yay my love thank you so much for joining us on the founder feminine podcast today uh we've got kirsten morrison which is uh, i i cannot speak highly enough of you i just love this woman and if you've worked with me in a, the first round of vip um in fire and desire she was a guest speaker but welcome how are you thank you, thank you for having me yay what is, um, well, for anyone that ha- hasn't heard of you, and I'm sure they have if they're in my world, because I just, I, I feel like the people that I've had on my podcast lately, I, I feel like the biggest fangirl, but I'm like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> like there's people that are, like I follow people on my Instagram now that I'm like literally obsessed with. Like I just love everything that they release and I think their heart is in and I think something that you do so beautifully, which I really value, is the way that you share openly and honestly with this sense of vulnerability and like really raw truthness to it. Like everything that you say is like a whoo. Like it, it it sparks something within me. So before we go further, I just wanted to say thank you. Oh thank you. <laughs> it's so interesting you say that actually because I was literally because you know how like Facebook memories pop up and I've been looking at a lot of my like old shares from you know 2018 2019 2017 and I really feel like I used to air everything out so much more like I would literally Mm -hmm. just like rip my heart out and like you know let it bleed all over the pages and like really invite people into like the more personal aspects of like every single thing I was going through and I think that that is you know, somewhat of what we've been encouraged, especially around that time when I was entering personal development Mm. to to do, to allow people to connect with you. And I, it's interesting that you still feel that because I was literally thinking that the other day, I'm like, I don't really share anymore. (laughs) So I feel like I don't share as much of what I'm personally going through and like storytelling in that way as much anymore. And I feel Mm. like that has been perfect for this season and I feel like you know for anyone who knows a little bit about human design I'm a six line profile I'm in my like very on the roof phase but also that like hermity aspect of the second line as well but I feel like being up on the roof has kind of like pulled me back like the more that I get on the roof and the more that time goes on in this little phase I do feel like I've kind of pulled back a lot from wanting to share the the real deep vulnerabilities of what I'm personally going through But I do feel that I always find a way to tap into like what collectively we're going through and like share it in that way. But I do feel like I've kind of stopped sharing a lot about me as an individual, which is interesting. Yeah, and it's maybe not per se like I do this and it's not you talking about like eyes, but I think through Mm. the way that you speak, you can tell that it's your lived experience or it has been in the past. Like it's something Mm. that has been 
a journey for yourself. And I think the way that you speak, you can see that because someone that hadn't have gone through that wouldn't have those words or those energies that go beneath or like mm. that drive that message forward. So well, that is also the six line journey. We've yeah. been through about <laughs> 25 existences in our first 30 years to give us that lived experience to share with you all. So yeah. find a six line and you'll find a colorfully lived first 30 years on the planet. I love that. Yeah, you've definitely done so many things. So for anyone that hasn't been involved in your world before and uh, just getting started with Kirsten Morrison, I also want to know, I tell you, I think I've told you this before, uh, but when I was starting my business, and this is before I even graduated, it would have been like maybe February or March 2020, I was looking up like accounts in... Um, on Instagram for like people that did similar work and it was your account that I wrote on my manifestation list of like accounts I wanted to be like similar (laughs) to and I just think it's just so cool (laughs) yeah I remember you saying you manifested me and Cara into your life (laughs) oh for sure like Cara was on there like yeah yeah, these people that I really it's like love and adore like I just feel so grateful that I get to be in your world as well but yeah Yeah. bring it back over to you uh talk us a little bit about yeah who you are you do so many multifaceted things a little bit about your manifesto and all of your your little quirks as well we'd love to know (laughs) Yeah, I you know I really always struggle with this with this because I feel like I you know we were speaking about this before we jumped on like it changes all the time and I feel like I'm constantly evolving in the answer of this but um, I feel that it's sometimes easier to speak to my energy type and how mm. that works so I feel like that will kind of lead into what I do but I am a six to emotional manifester and so a lot of the energies within my chart and like my sole purpose within my design is to empower people to be individually themselves and I think that's why I've been so attracted to human design because it's literally like the perfect tool to fulfill that (laughs) but I really do use a lot of my initiating and catalyzing energy and there's so much in my design that's very much about like unblocking and activating and shifting and Mm. you know moving things that basically I do feel that I'm an activator for people's unique soul genius and I Mm. use human design breathwork and coaching and kind of alchemize all of those together to really work with women a lot of women who end up in my space are um, you know obviously have their own business or aspire to have their own business or side hustle or something but it's very much around like activating those soul gifts and unblocking anything in the way of you deeply embodying those soul gifts and Mm -hmm. then really stepping into this sense of being an instrument of purpose. And that's really what, what I do and who I am. But yeah, I think that, um, understanding that I was a manifester was really such a turning point (laughs) for that to be a reality because prior to that, I really was not living in and, and embracing my energy as a manifester. And I feel like in many ways I still am, learning to embrace that more in different ways and understanding what that means for me and moving through even some of my own wounding around that of like having that repressed manifesto for such a long time and kind of stepping into that and what that actually truly means. Mm. And just as you're saying that I'm almost like envisioning or seeing how the world is very like yeah, uh, favored towards generators in a way. Like I have, a, I have a, my one of my best friends is manifesto, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going away now," and I'm like, "What do you mean? We're we're doing this thing. Where where are you going?" Like, <laughs> and I sometimes have a really hard time to relate or like how I can put myself in their shoes because to me, I'm like, I'm bleeding right now, and I have all the fucking energy in the world, and like, yeah. there's times where I do hermit. I do have the two as well, but like. Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear your perspective of like for um, a manifesto or a reflector or projector, like how they could feel less guilty for Mm. being in, I guess, such a prominent world. Yeah. Totally. Well, firstly, I just, I love that you've asked this question because one of the things that I find the most interesting well, you know, there's so many things, obviously, as you know, because we could probably have a drinking game with the other thing (laughs) I love about human design. You can all start, get your shot glasses out now, but um the, <laughs> the um the thing I find really interesting is obviously when a lot of times when people find out they're a generator or you know even a manager or something where it's like you guys are the bigger portion of the population and sometimes there can be this oh I'm the common one <laughs> and there's like this like 
disappointment of like, oh, I, I want to be the more rare one. And I was saying to someone the other day, like the way that you phrased that question just reminded me because you were like, you know, how does it basically feel to be like less common basically and like how the world is favoured to set up for generators because you guys are the vast majority. Of course it's set up, you know, to favour that, right? But I was like, follow that all the way through. If you've ever thought to yourself, oh, I'm the common one, like follow it all the way through because like one of the things that, you know, I have been reconciling as a manifester is sometimes feeling deeply misunderstood Mm. because I am the only manifester in my friendship circles. Mm. I'm the only manifester in my women in business circles. Like, and that comes with a sense of isolation sometimes because Mm. it's like nobody understands like exactly like you're like I'm really struggling to put myself in your shoes and I'm like so you can feel really deeply misunderstood and I think especially for you know say for example the manifester and the reflector at the very extreme ends of the opposite scales and you know our our reflectors one percent of the population like I can't even imagine (laughs) how that would feel but I feel like in my own experience like yeah, it can feel a little bit isolating sometimes because it's like you're less likely to be deeply understood by those around you because you move and operate in a completely separate way. Mm -hmm. And I think especially for manifestors, because we do operate very differently to the other types, sometimes it can almost feel like you've got to justify your way of being or like over explain yourself um rather than be understood and like a micro example of this is kind of like how you were like what do you mean I've got all the energy in the world is like when I was you know before I understood that I was a manifesto one of the ways that that used to come through was a lot of my generator friends in business would really celebrate me when I was showing up consistently and be like oh my god you're on fire you're showing up all the time love it oh my god yes more of this do more of that and then when I would go into a rest period which I didn't know that what that was then they would be like, where have you been? Why aren't you posting? You need to post something. Like your audience is going to forget it. Why? And so then that would make me feel bad. And so like even within that acceptance within myself, which kind of leads into your question, like how do you accept this, is I think that I couldn't imagine living life any differently now. Like I'm so grateful that I have this framework to understand why it's so fucking important for me to take those rest periods Mm. because I – and when I was talking about those Facebook posts as well, there are so many posts that pop up where I'm like apologizing for, you know, oh, I've been really MIA, you know, just coming back online and I'd over explain myself <laughs> to where I'd been and what I'd been moving through. And there was a post actually that popped up about how I, you know, was either, you know, completely on or completely off. And some friend had brought that to my attention. And I was basically like, shaming myself for not being able to be consistent and like how I was either all on or all off. And I was trying in this post to say that I was going to start to basically taper that and find a level of consistency, but that's actually not who I am. So I think until we kind of have this understanding of ourselves, it can be really easy to shame or guilt ourselves to be a different way or feel like we can't honor what we need. And it took me a long time to develop trust in that rest. It was a practice. Like the first time I ever took a rest period was I think December, 2020. And I was just saying before we jumped on, I have this like December thing now where I'm like, right, I'm done. Um, (laughs) And so um, that was my first time that I actually honored that. And I, you know, blocked off the time. I took all of December off socials. I basically did this like post of like, I'll see you in January. I remember this. Yeah. And so that's when you learn human design. Yep. And that was the first time that I ever experimented with my rest period. And I remember asking my human design mentor at the time, I'm like, how do I trust that it's okay to do this? And she was like, well, you're not going to know until you do it. And I was like, well, fuck. Okay. (laughs) So so I did. And it was honestly the best thing for me. And it like literally just lifted my results when I came back the next time. But it, the the biggest thing I think that I learned in that first rest period that has just continued to compound with new evidence as I've moved through, nobody forgets about you when you take some time off socials. Like the algorithm doesn't punish you. In fact, it rewards you when you come back after an extended break. And so there's like so many things that you like make in your head 
that's going to happen that's actually not true. And I think that as part of my profile with the hermit as well, like when I pull back, those opportunities actually come in in those times because people are like, oh, my God, I haven't seen her in a while. What's she doing? Like, what are you up to? Like, I've been meaning to ask you actually about coming on the podcast. Like that happens when I pull back. And so I think that there is really I've noticed barely any fluctuation between my surge and rest mm. when it comes to income and opportunities. Like there yeah. is still just this continued momentum. And now I really see my rest periods as a gift because it allows me to really slow down. And it's almost like, you know, creating this spaciousness in my womb, in my body to receive that next little hit of like, okay, this is where we're fucking going next. Mm. And this is also why I've completely stopped planning. I do only do three month chunks (laughs) because I'm like, I don't know where my surge will take me next. And I'm not going to bother trying to hold myself hostage to some restrictive plan like I heard yeah. someone say the other day something about setting up a five-year plan and I was like oh, oh <laughs> it's like no <laughs> it's like that sounds terrible to me um so I think what that really just gives us is this level of self-acceptance and I think how we you know especially as like reflectors projectors manifestors really detach from the generator-centric world and how we begin to accept our own unique position in that is our gift and contribution is not necessarily in our doing Mm. but for me it's in the initiating for a projector it's in their capacity to see for our reflector it's our their capacity to feel and reflect the health of the environment so we all have our own unique perspectives and I think it's also like coming back to that signature as well Mm. like the reason that for you as a generator that energy and like giving that energy and doing those things feels good to you is because your signature imprint and and palette in this lifetime is satisfaction Mm -hmm. so you get energy from doing the things that you love I don't it doesn't matter how much I love it I'm gonna lose energy in the process so that is how we operate differently and you guys are sacred custodians of life force energy so the more that you immerse yourself in those beautifully satisfying things the more radiant you become and that obviously creates this beautiful ripple effect on the environment around you but for me it's about deeply honoring those surges and deeply honoring the rests. Mm. And for a projector, it's understanding that they actually don't need to work 8, 10, 12 hours a day if they don't want to because their deep and focused aura means that they are going to dial in. Like my the projectors in my life astound me with their to-do list. I'm like, how the fuck did you get all that done today? <laughs> because like, But it's because their level of focus, they can just be like bang, 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 bang and just like, get so much done in these short windows. I'm like, mate, that is my like month to-do list that you've just done today. Like what the hell? (laughs) But they do it in these like fucking like condensed little times because of how their energy works. And for our reflectors, it's like they need spaciousness to fully come alive. So Mm -hmm. it's like understanding what we need and understanding that it's not good, bad, right or wrong. Like there's no superior energy type. We all have a really beautiful, unique contribution to make and we all Mm. work in symbiosis. But until we actually fully embrace our individual blueprint and what we uniquely came here to contribute and how we uniquely operate, we can't all work together. And so this is why I'm so passionate about embracing and empowering the individual because that's actually how we impact and improve the collective like we've got to come into like harmony and union with ourselves Mm -hmm. first before we can move as a whole Mm. yeah and I how you've been saying like every December you sort of go into like the hermit I found for me it's October I've like looked back in the last three Octobers and it's um I finished a program at every October coincidentally and then I retreat and I remember this year it was around Halloween and uh, I made a post and I was like, I'm going offline, I'm leaving everyone, I'm going into my hermit. I remember and, that. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I'm like, I don't know when I'll be back. You guys yeah. don't know. And I was literally back like two weeks after because I was like, I miss and everyone. Then, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just want to talk to everyone and see everyone's faces. And I I, I did like um spend a lot of time on myself. I drove my partner insane. He he's a very masculine man, doesn't know how to chill. Um, but I just sat on the couch for like What's literally his two weeks. Sign, do you know? 
I don't know is have a birth. It drives me insane. We can't go to hospital like, because have you done a date scan of the the day. The day uh, what's a date scan? Like you can just like check the whole day and see maybe if it's like the same energy type. Oh, we know a rough time, so maybe I think right. I think he's a many gen, and based on yeah. how many hobbies he has and how full of life <laughs> he is, like I and how he can't yeah. sit still, like I think he's very much a many gen. Yeah, okay, um, we'll look into this after. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but yeah, because he was born in South Africa, like no one, you just can't get any information from any of the hospitals. But we mm. could do one of those pendulum things, but but yeah, I felt so much like I remember, like even then, like so much guilt not guilt FOMO Mm. it's like a I love I actually get so much energy of like posting and sharing my thoughts and connecting with other people online like it's so energizing for me um Mm. and if I could just do one thing that it would just be Instagram and I'm like but at the same time no it wouldn't because I also hate Instagram in a way but Mm. like just the way that yeah, I think just like I remember I had had a reading with you last year and just I remember one thing that you said to me in my human design chart was um, no matter if I'm not posting, people are still like wondering what I'm doing. Mm. And I love that. Like I'm mysterious, but I'm I'm not mysterious as well. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, before we got onto the chat today, we were sort of talking around um, this like continual perpetual healing and how I think or we think that like our views on how the healing world is shifting in a way as we opt more mm. into new worth. And I think, yeah, I would really love to have this conversation just to give, because um, I feel like a lot of us uh, are thinking this as well. And mm. a post that I shared, I actually can't remember what I called it, but it would have been like a post two days ago or three days ago. I shared it with uh, my partner and he read it and he was like, this is you. I'm like, all my posts are for me. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I was literally the person that would like try and find the reason that was wrong with me and do course and course and course and book mm-hmm. and book and book and podcast and mentor. And like, I was so addicted because I felt like I was broken. So I was mm-hmm. trying to find the very thing that would fix me. And I never mm-hmm. fucking found it until <laughs> I stopped. <laughs> like, yeah just started to live life again and now I have this like immense fascination and love with like living my life and almost being like creating art with it in a way of like like yesterday I was sharing with you before of like a lot of suffering came up and it felt like I was drowning and about to be like drowned underwater and um, I could Mm. see how my body was like trying to latch on with everything that it had to stay in the state but then the other half of me like was ready to rise into limitless and I'm like Mm. I look at that now and I'm able to create like beautiful art from it so yeah I wanted to bring this conversation here today. Mm. I think it's really interesting and and one of the 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 huge benefits as a practitioner that I love having access to people's human design charts is when we pull up our design anywhere that we have those white open energy centers, like I was saying to you before we jumped on, uh, where we are going to be a continual student. And the interesting thing about having these white open centers is the mind fixates on them as something Mm. to fix because they are fluid they are inconsistent we don't have a consistent reliable way of being in those spaces and so the mind views that as a threat and something that's unstable and it tries to basically counteract that and make it defined and so an example of this is I have an undefined heart and the heart is connected to willpower and self-worth in the material world. But I can really see in the past how my mind really was so fixated on having this sense of discipline and willpower and consistency. And it was like looking at the heart center as a problem to fix and trying to make me be something from that space that I was not. And this is where a lot of my like overworking, proving myself different, over-delivering like came from, from this not self of that openness. And I can also see how many of us invest in the personal development in an attempt to fix our openness (laughs) rather than having this beautiful ongoing relationship with our openness and understanding that we are a continual student in earth school in those spaces 
And this is why, you know, within my own personal development journey, I mean, I pulled back a lot from investing in things because in the early parts of my journey, I was very much investing from a place of like needing to fix, needing to be somewhere else, needing to be further ahead. And I was looking at myself as a problem to fix. I was looking at the pain point on the page of the sales page and being like, yep, that's me, that's me, that's me, that's me. And now within my own journey, I only invest in things from a place of desire where I want to learn. I want to be mentored by that person. I don't feel that I'm stepping in there with anything to fix, but I see it as an opportunity to grow. And that's how I have also reshaped my own world and offerings and business is I'm like, this will not fix you. There's nothing to fix. (laughs) So don't step into any of these spaces thinking that this is going to be the magic silver bullet to a problem. Like come into my spaces from a space of desire and fun and Mm. growth and expansion, education, understanding, acceptance, rather than this is the solution. Because I think that that's how a lot of the personal development world has been. I think it is shifting, but has been really framed is if you identify with these six pain points on the page, this program is the solution. You will never feel this again. (laughs) You will be liberated you will blast through your limiting beliefs, will fucking blow it to, you know, and it's like, that's probably not going to happen. It may happen for the duration of that container. You might leave on this like contact high, but eventually it's probably going to loop back around with a different face. I was saying to you before mm-hmm. we jumped on, in many regards, there's certain areas of my human design that I have now mastered when it comes to business. Yet recently in my personal life, a new opportunity was presented to me to learn and embrace my human design. And I noticed myself go back to old patterns <laughs> mm. of being super ineffective with my human design. And it was a really beautiful gift in seeing like, wow, some in an area that I thought I had just mastered period, I'd actually just mastered in one particular area because I'm using that repetitively. And then this new personal context came in and I defaulted back exactly to an old pattern. And I'm like, wow, okay. So this duality of like, I have mastered an aspect of myself in one particular area and I'm still a complete novice (laughs) in utilizing something that I do every day with skill when a new circumstance has come to me. And it's like really interesting now to even see like, you know, where I really have, even in my open heart with this worthiness and value piece, like where I've really come so far when it comes to my business and my offerings and my clients of moving through the not self in that particular area, but then seeing it be presented as brand new learnings again in this other area. And it's like, I think this is where I, you know, really work with my clients now to have a look at our, you know, our growth, our expansion, our evolution, our self-development from the context of looking at openness and looking at it with acceptance and compassion and understanding that we are on an evolving journey in this space and you know I used to really beat myself up especially when like these quote-unquote limiting beliefs would pop up from this space of like oh my god I can't believe I'm here again oh my god I can't and it's like now I'm just like oh wow okay interesting and it's like this curious observer of like oh and I was was actually like really excited by it I was like oh my god I'm like this is brand new information like data for me to collect I was like wow I'm like I totally went back to that place again and it was like just really exciting for me to see that and be like wow okay so like how can I take what I've mastered in this area and apply it to this area and one of the biggest things was just where I had outsourced my power in that area and like not recognized my worth and value in that area. So really like basically I, I jokingly call it a catch and release program with my clients with our open centers. It's like where we catch mm. this not self with compassion. We meet our needs with love and acceptance and then we release it because mm. we aren't here to be absorbers of experiences and conditioning in that space, but observers and through mm-hmm. our you know, unattached observation in these spaces is actually what is ultimately going to improve our quality of life. And, you know, we invest in a lot of these things seeking happiness, but ultimately 
th- that's going to be an ongoing journey and and there is no one thing that's going to create that but like having this deep relationship with self where we don't identify as these and this is why I don't even really like using like labels like imposter syndrome and different mm. things because quite honestly a lot of the times I'm seeing that it's just like oh it's coming from like the undefined Ajna or like a different area and it's like when we can kind of then look at this through this lens of like our openness and the experiences we're having, we can like let go of like the attachment to the labels and the fixing and seeing it as a problem Mm -hmm. and seeing it as a gift and starting to actually embrace the wisdom that we are learning here with compassion, with love and acceptance. And we move through it so much more effortlessly and I like I said, I, I love gathering data from these spaces now because it allows me to see where I still have to grow and it allows me to move through that and gain more wisdom in that space because where we are growing and learning, we obviously have impact that mm. we can make for others. So there's so much wisdom and gifts that are gained when we just release the reins of trying to fix and correct our openness mm. and actually learn to have a beautiful ongoing relationship with it instead. Mm. And I, I felt such a lightness in even in my own journey when I just attached from me needing to fix it and just coming like from a lens, as you said, like from a, a lens of like really cur- curiosity of being like, wow, okay, what is this teaching me? What am I learning here? And I feel like the, I remember as you were speaking there, the post that I said was like, are you healing or are you emotionally, spiritually bypassing? Because I, I, what I would tend to do is like I would invest into a course or a container and I, they would give me all the tools and I'd be like, yep, I uh, probably won't do them. But are you going to tell me the reason why I'm fucked up? <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, she fucking didn't tell me. I'll go on to the next person. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But are you going to tell me? And it was because I wasn't willing to meet it um, and to face it and to feel it and to embody it. And I think that alone, acknowledging that and just being safe enough to feel it all, like we don't have to, yeah, burn through so many people. And I think it gets to a point in our journey where we ask that question. I'm like, am I in this container? Am I in this like mentorship because I want to heal? Um, or am I bypassing something that I'm trying to avoid and like mm. divert from? But mm. And yeah. I think also that place of investment comes back to insourcing our power again. When we're looking mm. at someone, we've got them on a pedestal of like this person has the answer for me if I give them my money and I step in this space I'm they're gonna tell me like you know exactly what you're saying like what's wrong with me like what I can do and you know I think that when we flip again that to stepping in from desire it's like rather than putting that person on a pedestal and seeing that as like the solution to ourselves as a problem we suddenly reshape this relationship to, okay, I'm a human being. I'm going to be continue to grow and evolve for the rest of my life. Mm. And in this growth and evolution journey, this is the opportunity that I'm stepping into with a deep desire to learn and grow, learn, mm. grow and evolve in this moment. And I also think that one of the patterns with personal development as well is like, you've always got to have a mentor. You've always got to be investing. And I actually don't think that that is <laughs> healthy. I think that there are times when we get to step into expansion and sometimes that may not even require a mentor, Mm -hmm. but other times you may desire one and it's like, oh, okay. And this is the kind of the visualization I always get. And I don't know why, but it's like, you're swimming out to sea, right? And it's like, you reach a point where you're like, huh, I can't swim anymore. I've reached as far as I can go as an individual. And you identify where you want to grow next. And maybe you find someone that has embodied that next phase of the journey or has something that may help you switch gears to be able to move into that next space. And that's mm-hmm. where that little, you know, that that mentorship or that coaching or yeah. whatever can help you then navigate that tiny little bump into the new terrain. And then it's about taking what you learned in that space and then swimming again and seeing how far out you can go with those tools until you're like, huh, I seem to have hit a bump again. (laughs) And then it's like moving in from that space, but it's like coming into that space of like, okay, cool. This is where I am. And this is where I desire to go. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing as well is like, one of the things that I think I, you know, I've observed a lot over the last few years in the personal growth space is just this 
the the goalposts just keep moving out. Like I remember when I first started, it was like the big thing was like mastering 5K months. And that was like the, the epitome of like success was if you were doing consistent 5K months, you were like killing it. And then it was consistent 10K months. And then it was 20K. And then it was 6K. And then it was now it's 7K. Like I think I saw a post the other day about 8K. And I'm, I mean, sorry, like, yeah, <laughs> literally like eight figures, sorry, eight figures, seven figures, eight figures. And I'm like, when is it going to be enough? And to like what end do you desire this for? And I think this Mm -hmm. is where we can get really swept up in these spaces, giving us our definition of success. And again, it all just comes back to like insourcing your power and deciding what's true for you because that may not actually be what you want. And it's like really asking yourself, like, what do I want? What is my version of success? What is my ideal life? And what is going to allow me to have that? Because I think one of the things with this like, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then approach and this consistent investing and moving and growing and six figure and seven figure and all these sort of things is like, there's no space to land and appreciate what is already here. And I think that that's the integration piece that so much of personal development is missing is it's like, at what point do you actually celebrate and are appreciative of everything you've already done up until this point? Like, when do we get to enjoy it? <laughs> because it feels like that's not an option. Like, when does and the party start? Literally. <laughs> so I feel like that's actually been one of the biggest things and shifts that I have experienced this year mm. is I don't really yearn for things in the same way that I used to. I'm like, I'm content. Like, Anything else is awesome, but I'm also deeply content. And that has been a really beautiful space to operate from because it's not coming from this space of deficit Mm. anymore. It's just appreciation and also a more softening and more spaciousness around my own timeline. I'm like, I know all that stuff's going to happen, but for right now, I'm also really good. And it's like, you can have both. You can appreciate what you've got and also have aspirations and bigger mm-hmm. dreams and goals and, and and visions for yourself. But it's like, if you're not actually holding and appreciating and being with what's already here, more is never going to be enough. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be this endless pursuit until one day you're like, oh my God, I wasn't even happy that whole time. And I had this moment the other night when I was packing um, orders for my um, gift boxes and journals and things like that for my Christmas orders and I was you know writing the little notes out to the people who had bought them for themselves and also like just writing out everyone's little messages they'd written if they were gifts for other people which was so cute um but I had this moment (laughs) where I was like so fun because it was like late at night I was just here by myself in my office and I'm writing all these little notes and packing orders and I'm like I am so grateful for this moment in my business where the size of my business means that I have a level of intimacy where I can pack my own orders because who knows, maybe one day that won't be the case. Mm. But for right now, I'm like, this is enough. This is beautiful. Like I love that I get to do this. And I really anchored into that feeling of appreciation for that moment because I'm like one day, maybe I won't have the capacity to handwrite those notes and box the orders myself. Maybe that will be outsourced. And I want to remember that time of when that was a reality for me. And rather than be like, oh my God, I can't wait until I have so many orders that I like don't have to do. <laughs> so like that can be the mentality that we can get yeah. into sometimes. It's like really appreciating that because I think in the early phases of my journey, I was so desperate to make it happen and to be somewhere else that I really didn't enjoy so much of the cool shit that I like look back now and I'm like, fuck man, like good on you. That was some real like hustle, some sweat, some blood, some tears, some grassroots shit, some manifesting, like daily anchoring into things. Like there was so much that went into that that I didn't really enjoy because I was so desperate to escape where I was and be where I wanted to be that I didn't really appreciate the seeds that were being planted and who I was becoming in that process. Mm. And I wish I could go back and get that version of myself to be like, just fucking enjoy it. It may not be ideal, but fucking appreciate it because they're the things I think when we look back, we're like, oh, remember when I was like, you know, running off, you know, into the park in my full-time job to do a Facebook live, like remember when, and it's like all these things that at the moment felt like the hugest inconvenience and such a burden and it was so hard 
but it's like looking back I'm like wow that was so cool that that Mm. was part of the journey and like that's why now I'm kind of more living in that space of like fucking love this now Mm. because one day you're going to look back and be like remember when you were on your floor packing orders writing handwritten like and that may not always be the case so I think that's kind of the space that I more want us to play in and this Mm -hmm. is actually why I opened my membership was because I wanted for us to stop waiting for the other shoe to drop or for us to earn our pleasure and enjoyment and really just be in that deep appreciation of like this is amazing and me appreciating that is going to create the space for more Mm -hmm. to naturally happen without me feeling like I've got to hustle and push and force it to arrive now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I loved that. And just as you were speaking now, um, I remember something that my mom would say to me weekly, if not daily. And then I noticed my partner saying it and I was like, oh shit, this has been a thing for me for a while. Um, And I remember being a toddler and she would say, nothing is ever good enough for you, Carly. Nothing is ever good enough for you, Carly. And then I remember recently, probably like now more that I'm like more evident of it, uh, it would have been a couple of months ago and partner said the same thing, like, oh, nothing's ever good enough. And I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm really not being grateful right now. And that's definitely a big thing that not even like since I've come into the spiritual development self-help space, like that's just one of my fucking lessons. Mm. Um, And I think just like that slowing down and what you're just saying now, like when we think about it, when we're like on our deathbed, we're not thinking about how much money we have in our bank or how many Chanel purses we bought or how many private jets we went on. Like we're thinking about the times we laughed our asses off and the time Mm -hmm. we cried and we felt connection and love Mm -hmm. and, um the people that made an impact in our lives and vice versa and I think these all these are all the things that are free um Mm. but we put so much pressure on yeah all these things that like don't really matter but they are so we're so attached to what they mean about us um Mm. and it can really hurt to like yeah, the words that we say to ourselves so anyone listening I'm there it's been my whole life Mm. journey (laughs) um yeah. It's interesting. I recently did an exercise that kind of blew my mind because again, you know, like I said, there's so much pressure around, mm. you know, more, 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 more in all capacities um, where basically we had to write a list of all of our like essentials, like literally what we would need to survive every month essentially and how much that baseline was. And then we kind of had this other list of like, if we had our dream life and we were able to do whatever we wanted every month, so got our nails done every month or the hair or the sauna or the holiday or the night away or whatever that would be, like write that out and like put the cost next to that and look at the difference in the totals. And I was like, oh, like I'm actually like way closer to the what I would consider, you know, a dream life than I thought. Like I thought you would have to have like, you know, 10x of what I'm doing now to have that. And I'm like, oh. And that just like made me like so relieved. I was like, oh, okay. Like that's actually really achievable. And it's like then when you you disconnect again from all of this metrics of success because you've decided what would my dream life ultimately look like? And I think Mm. it was such a surprise for so many people in this space that I'm a part of, of like, oh, that's actually not as bad as I thought. And like, you know, it's not as extravagant as I thought I would need. And like, so it was just really cool to have that moment of like, oh, okay, wow. Like, you know, that's not too far away. And if I had that, I would be fucking laughing. I'd love it. Mm. (laughs) So. It was oh, really I'm beautiful. gonna have to try that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like in this very beautiful refinement era of like less is more. Mm-hmm. And I want to every year you do this, and I want to I want you to talk about it of like when you just burn everything to the fucking ground and then you <laughs> I would just love for you to share about that because I think it's just like the most empowering thing because we often think like, oh, we have to like keep going and build and build and build yeah. upon. But like I think there's a, a certain point where I don't know, my, my oh my god, this is really interesting. My other manifesto friend does this as well. So she mm. um she's a photographer and she'll often delete all of her photos that she's not lo- no longer aligned with on her page. And they might be beautiful. I'm like, 
your photos are fucking she's like nope it's not aligned with my my new vision and she just fucking well, deletes it all i'm like what well, that's exactly what happened remember when i deleted my entire podcast i think yes. it was like three seasons and i was like no nah, i hate it all bye and like i'm like you have a week to listen in front like i remember i had friends like messaging me being like no babe like it's so good for your seo like what are you doing and i'm like i don't fucking care i don't like it so i just like <laughs> wiped it all off i'm like goodbye um because i really did not feel resonant because all of it was pre-human design so i'm like i don't agree with yes. so much of what I've said anymore because it was coming mm. from such a place of like homogenized generalization of what's like the best practice and stuff and so yeah I was yeah. like goodbye like that's all gone um and interestingly enough like la- was it earlier this year I think it was earlier this year I also like pretty much wiped my Instagram like right back to 2021 like everything prior to that was like gone as well so it's all archived but I did actually recently go in and unarchive a couple of things that I really felt resonant to so that was really interesting um but I feel that I always take four weeks off at the end of the year and it's so funny actually because every single year this happens and when I say to people I'm taking four weeks off there's like literally this like little like whiplash thing that happens in their face and neck where they're like whoa but four weeks, like, what are you, are you going away? Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, nothing. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm just having four weeks in my own energy. And I normally come offline pretty much that entire time. And this is like where I get to have this beautiful ability to disconnect from all of the noise of social media, what other people are doing, what other people are thinking. And I just get to clear the slate. And that spaciousness for me allows me to like really sit with like, what do I want to bring into this new year? And like really anchor into the intention and the feeling behind that. And and quite often what happens in that is like, I will like offerings may disappear or be completely reimagined or restructured or repriced. Like there's so much that happens in that time and really feeling into like what I want to like create in that coming year as well. But I do feel like there is a real, like, let me just like really look at everything and decide what gets to be here and gets to like come with me in this new year and this new chapter And, you know, I think that there has been like, you know, in the past, I actually saw a post recently that was basically like, we're talking about, it was from another manifesto and she was like setting the boundaries of her community. And she was like, just letting you know, like one of the boundary clauses was like, I will not open a program or run it again because you missed out last time. She's like, I'm a manifester. It may not happen again. (laughs) I feel like there's been so many things in my world where I've offered it like once or twice and then it's gone. And so I think that like there is that kind of, that's kind of part of what transpires at this end of the year is like, what do I no longer align with or what no Mm. longer feels fun for me to execute and create because just because I've really enjoyed it in the past does not mean that it gets a place in the future and I think that as a manifester there is more of that initiating energy so things do kind of need to feel fresh and exciting for me and I also have another channel in my human design chart that's the channel of struggle but it's all about purpose and meaning and when things lose purpose and meaning to me I either need to like literally completely redo them and reimagine them or they go Mm -hmm. and so you know there's there's already things in my mind that are going to change quite dramatically next year Mm -hmm. and I love that I get the opportunity to do that and I get the opportunity to do that because I take the space to allow that to transpire and that's what gives me the clarity is just stepping right back from it all yeah and I think your energy as well like people often think like oh I'm not I need to do this or people are expecting me to do x y and z but people want what your energy is behind it's like mm-hmm. whatever you're most lit up with or I mean like I can just tell like when you put something out it's like with so much intention you're not like doing it for willy-nilly or for no reason mm-hmm. it's like wow this portal came through and it's like that December time is like your contraction before the expansion mm. which is really beautiful yeah I mean one of it's probably the deepest one I would say that happens <laughs> you do them quite a lot definitely a few <laughs> that occur and I'm, I feel like you know, I think that that's where I also am aware now where my on, my truly on times are so much less mm. than my tapering and off times. Like my full surge, like mainly go for like two or three weeks maybe. And then I may have like two to three months of 
you know, reasonably less. Um, in terms of what I give to online, I think that like, I think the way that my rest periods really work is a lot of what's created in the surge I execute on in what appears to other people who are not in my intimate community spaces to be that I've mm. gone MIA. <laughs> but really it's just that I have a more focused uh, energy that I have to prioritize where that goes. Mm-hmm. And so that goes to my one-on-one clients, my groups, my intimate spaces. And so then that surge might kick off and then create something that more is more publicly seen, like the podcast or, you know, the membership launch or the cards or whatever that might be. And then other people kind of get to be initiated or welcomed into my space off the back of that in some way. Mm-hmm. And then that normally then funnels into, you know, another season of execution. And then it's like the more bigger things. But what I love about that is like, I know what I need in those times. And so mm-hmm. say, for example, like right now I'm in a rest. So it's more about the physical restoration for me. So it's like, you know, the saunas, the floats, the health, the movement, like different things kind of come back. I have more spaciousness for myself in that time. Whereas like when I'm in a rest, um, a surge, even like things I love, like I remember like the last surge I just had, like every time I had pole class, I was like, oh God, so annoying. Cause I had to like stop what I was doing and go to pole. And I was like irritated by that. So it's like, you know, eating, like so many things kind of like go out the window in a surge, like, cause you're just like, you know, that this energy is like fine art and you've just got to fucking dial in and like make the best of it. So it's beautiful that I kind of know what I need now. And I continue to refine that process because even mm-hmm. like next time I'm like, okay, next time I surge, I need to get a meal delivery service so I can just have that sorted. And my health isn't compromised <laughs> because otherwise I'm like, oh my God, I don't have fucking time. It's a banana or a bit of bread or a cracker. And it's just like, it's like taking whatever I can get. So it's like now. I'm kind of just continually each surgeon rest, like refining the process and understanding what I need in both. But it's just about, I think, how it would appear to the outer communities is like, oh, where'd she go? But it's like, I'm still doing stuff all the time and could actually be very busy behind the scenes, but it just doesn't make it to social media. And that's where I choose to kind of pull my energy back in those times. And I think like we often forget why we started a business. Like, Oh, like we go in, into it with our intentions of freedom and like to recreate like how <laughs> we want to work. And then we forget about that. And then there's all this like pressure to, I guess, yeah, do a particular thing and show up a particular way and do the consistency thing. And I think you're just a really beautiful mirror for people to be like, to give them the permission slip to stand in their own power and you just create your own hours and how you want to work and what you want, as opposed to like what everyone else is telling you to do. And you're just like, fuck it, whatever. Well, if there's one thing you can count me on is to be completely different to what everyone else is doing, (laughs) even the fucking Spotify rap thing. (laughs) what the fuck do you use that? I'm like, iTunes, Apple. <laughs> I'm like, just, just gotta be different. In I all can't ways. believe like, you use Apple. Oh my gosh. It's crazy to me. Like it literally is like, and I notice it more and more and more with things as well, where it's like, I just I really, every anything that like is like popular or like anything any, everyone's doing, I like really just naturally move away from I just I can't like it's just not even like a conscious thought and it's just not until things like that happen where I'm like oh there's my little little individual energies really coming to life again in that way (laughs) yeah I love that yeah so I guess like right now is a really beautiful time as we're coming into 2023 to um walking around on the wooden floor sorry about that uh (laughs) but if you do have a business or intentions for next year or like you're wanting to redesign the way that you do life for example anyway I think like whether you have a two in your chart or not whether you're a manifestor reflector projector or not like I think everyone is also craving like some sort of stillness because I'd, the world isn't like just it's loud it's obnoxiously loud and definitely if we live in like metro cities and things like there's not really any escape route um mm. so I think like permission slip to wet to everyone listening like if you need to put your hand up and take that time out for yourself but mm. 
no one's going to grant you that time. You have to declare yeah. it. And it can't even be like you might be a mother and you might have a full-time job that you can't take work away from, but it could be like, how can I make my evenings more um, in solitude? Could I spend mm-hmm. an hour in the bath or could I go to a totally. salt? Yeah, like something. I, even heard, I had a mum actually the other day that I did a reading for and we were talking about, you know, um, you know, she'd kind of, um, she was a manager and she'd kind of lost that luster for her business and different things as a new mom and we kind of identified a couple of things in her charts that were like core needs for her to really experience her creativity and her satisfaction and to thrive in that and part of that was like solitude and she literally was getting no solitude not even in the shower because she was taking the baby in the shower to like do the extra like time saving bath thing and so even little things where we clawed it back was like okay after the baby's gone a bit have another shower like have a shower that's just for you at that time like give yourself just these little tiny things back and it doesn't have to be huge but it can just be that tiny act of like taking a second shower that's just for you without the child in the shower or the kids in the shower with you or like looking at you through the glass or paying you for the glass or whatever (laughs) it's like just gifting yourself like five minutes in the shower and just clawing it back wherever you can but I think that Really, I think this is where understanding ourselves really deeply and what we need makes such mm. a difference because literally within like 24 hours, she messaged me back. She's like, oh, my God, my creativity is coming online. I feel so fucking lit up. It was like such a quick turnaround from doing a couple of things for like 24 to 48 hours and it was like bang, it was back. And yeah. so I think like understanding ourselves and our needs and having that beautiful visual representation in human design is really helpful um, because it gives the mind something concrete to go off where we can actually embrace that. And I think also having you know, an understanding of your individual chart is so powerful as well mm-hmm. because, you know, say, for example, one of the biggest generalizations, say, for example, even when it comes to projectors, let's say, there is such a wide variety of what a projector could look like. And so there's kind of this like generalization that, you know, projectors need a lot of rest and they're sleepy and nappy and like all these like, <laughs> like little koalas. And so then, um, but then I had an, a projector the other day that was completely defined except for their sacral and like so there's so much variety in the energy that's available to to a projector and then so understanding like yes you're a projector but what is your energy saying because I have a projector who has all all of the energy motors except for the sacral defined and she like runs rings around me (laughs) with, with you know her output and she does not connect to that sleepy need lots of rest but then her partner is also a projector with a completely different chart and he naps all the time so it's Mm -hmm. like even things like that where it's like taking away these instagram generalizations and getting to understand you can kind of help you through like you said all the noise that's out there at the moment and understand what's true for you and i think that that's the biggest thing even when you come to investing in programs or personal development or whatever it is understanding your truth helps you filter out what is not correct for you and keeps mm-hmm. your power firmly centered within yourself, which is where it has always and will always belong. Yeah. And I think when I got started on using that or honoring that, I think like your body, honoring your body as opposed to your head. Like if you're yeah. like, opposed, <laughs> if your body's like, if your heart opens and it feels really comfortable and like heart centered, mm. like maybe that's something for you to do. But if you're going into a, like, I need this and I'm broken if I don't do that um from a headspace is like our head holds all of our programs so body body first um this is a really good this is where I think understanding me being a manifester it's like I used to be able to push through but now that I know I'm like nah I'm done (laughs) where I'm like rolling out Laguna Beach already I'm like nah like I physically am kaput like and I'm just gonna honor that (laughs) I love that Now, we are at the end of 2022, so I don't know what you've got planned in terms of offers for next year, Mm -hmm. but say for someone, if they wanted to come into your world, I know you have an epic course that is around learning your human design for your business, but yeah, share with us Mm -hmm. how we can like delve into your world because I'm like I don't want to promote that and you're like I'm cutting it (laughs) (laughs) who knows see after the holidays um so basically there's so many different ways that you can enter my world two I guess starting point ways is that if you do want to learn a little bit more about your human design you can either book a human design reading 
And I also have accompanying physical products now to explore your design. So you can do, you can have um, human design affirmation cards and there's also a human design centered journal for your energy type now as well. That has really deep intentional reflection practices in there for your type as well. So they're two little spaces or that you can kind of get involved in if you want a reading you can do that. And then also if you want to play and experiment a little bit more with your design, have those beautiful little tangible reminders. They're two different ways. I also have human design reader training. So that is open all year round. So if you do want to become a human design reader, you can jump in at any point in time and um, gain access to that. It's self-paced. And then we have a monthly call together. And then I also have a membership that will be opening again in January for enrollments. And that is a little mix of human design embodiment and also fun and play each month we have a little fun activation so we've had like dance painting (laughs) we're having a selfie workshop like so many different fun things so that is also another way that you can enter my world and then I also have what Carly was speaking about the alchemy program which is a human design business program I don't know when that will be launching again. That's one of the things that's going to be getting rejigged over the holidays. So they are the main things. And then also obviously one-on-one mentorship as well. Yeah. Do you still do your breath work? I do do my breath work, yes. But I'm also going to be revamping that over the holidays because I really deeply feel that there's such a beautiful intersection with breath work and that body aspect with our human design. So I won't be doing just plain breathwork sessions next year they're going to be like more woven into the looking at the body aspects of human design and really supporting you to align and move through some of that not self-conditioning from that physical standpoint so what that will look like next year I'm not entirely sure but breathwork is still on the cards but it's going to be more of a human design body experience yeah Wow. And yeah, if you are in Brisbane, if you do do them or you're in the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, your well, breath work I did, you're in the middle. <laughs> it was the best breath work I've ever done. I just, I think it's so powerful when you have someone in there, like physically holding the space for you. Oh, like, yeah. and I was a loud, a loud woman. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We love it. Well, thank you so much, my love. Thank you for joining us. Um, is there any party words or wisdom that you wanted to share before we finish up today? I think it's just really just keep coming back to that message of really knowing yourself so that you can insource your power and decide what is ultimately true for you and stop looking at yourself as a problem to fix and start to develop a really beautiful ongoing relationship with yourself and knowing that we are all students of life forever in all ways. And I think that the more that we can come into union with this continued journey that really does not necessarily have a destination, I think the more that we're going to be able to enjoy ourselves and ultimately have what all of us deeply desire, which is just happiness. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you.